0: hello welcome to a, another episode of the producing half podcast i'm your host thomas here to help uh, all the producing working americans out there kind of navigate this crazy world continuing my series of kind of just getting a baseline on um beliefs and thoughts on the world staying away from current affairs necessary necessarily um just trying to give you an idea of what i think and just some pearls of my wisdom they're kind of tainted and off color pearls just so you have some idea about you know who i am and what i'm trying to to communicate here so today i want to talk about 401k's and i'm a hypocrite because 401k's are a scam basically they are a scam and i um i have a 401k i've had a 401k most of my producing life mainly because i just don't understand the investment world i've never uh really dwelled into the stock market other than you know a few hundred dollars in a charles Schwab account just uh buying cheap stocks i did make a thousand dollars once on some medical stock that i bought and forgot about and went and checked it and it went up from like a dollar a share to fourteen dollars a share um unfortunately i didn't buy very much of it but just not understanding how the stock market works I didn't uh you know I don't put a lot of money into it other than my 401k and I actually do 10 percent well I do six percent into my 401k because my employer matches uh up to six percent half so they they put in three percent and um I do another four percent in an Roth IRA I did the Roth IRA not at the beginning I did it towards the end because. Um I mean, I've done it in the last few years just because I wanted some funds if I needed to have funds without paying the 10% penalty for withdrawing them. And I really don't even know if that's true if I will get penalized for withdrawing uh, out of a Roth IRA, but I think you can withdraw out of a Roth IRA without paying the 10% penalty. should probably look into that since that's why I'm putting money into a Roth IRA. Um, i've never maxed out my 401k in a year so um you know but i put 10 percent of my income into now it, it was just into the 401k but now it's into the 401k and the roth ira but 401ks are a forced scam in my humble and limited opinion a limited educated opinion um just kind of and i knew they were always even when I didn't know why. And that's something that I've noticed over the years is that um, I think people know things, they know things are right or wrong or good or bad, or they know there's an issue, even if they don't have the education to know why there is an issue. Um, they they, They wouldn't be able to argue it with somebody, but they know. They, they know there's a problem and you just see it today when you look at the media and when you look at the what the critical theory and race theory and all the other th- critical theories that come out of that theory um, you just know it's wrong you may not have the um, education or to be able to articulate exactly why it's wrong but you know it's wrong you know it in your heart you're wrong and so <clears throat> i knew foreign K's were wrong um, i didn't really know why they were wrong at the time you know 20 years ago when i started really putting money into a 401k i just knew they were wrong but i also didn't know what else i could do um and even back then no one i wasn't even getting matched i've only been getting matched on my 401k for like maybe the last four years so uh, it was all my money i'm putting in there and i have a uh, low tolerance for risk on uh, my family's uh, welfare and so that makes me a little too conservative in my 401k choices because of my you know I don't I don't want to risk their you know money when I for when I pass away because uh odds are I won't ever stop working I'll be working to the day I die as most producers these days will most working Americans have no hope of retirement um unless you can put that money you should that money you're putting in the 401k and put it to better uses um i would love to do that i just can't seem to get to the point where i can and like most of you i'm 401k is going to be my only option for saving and retiring and it'll never have enough to retire on um for me you know you, you need by the time i'm retiring and So let's say you retire at 65, you know, still basically 20 years for me, who knows what it'll take to survive in this world. Um, So 401k is for me and it's for you. So, but we need to know why it's a scam and start maybe as a people, or at least as a future generation, since I kind of do these for my children, um, to, to know what you know not to waste a bunch of money and them i would still even today knowing what i know about them i would still probably put uh, money in a 401k up to what the employer matches i think i would still do that even everything i know because until i figure out a better thing to do with that money that's what i would do it's hard to give up free money it's not free money by the way it's it's again it's just a it's it's a scam because employee employee employers um they've done these stats on these in these surveys employers pay on average i think one dollar or one percent less or one dollar less they pay less i forget the stat but they pay less to to when they have 401k match so your salary is a little less so you get a little bit more uh, income because they're matching it's probably dollar for dollar it's probably you know they match one percent your income is one percent less what they offer is a salary um, overall, the entire industry. So, why are four ks, four uh, hundred one k's, mostly a a scam, and a forced scam at that? Since what other option do you really have? Well, first is they have limited. I mean, this is what frustrates me, and really, kind of what got me thinking about the whole four hundred one k thing is that your investment options are crummy, because when I would read about investments that i would like to actually risk my money at and then i go to my 401k it's not there there's like 20 choices and i may be exaggerating that of what you can do with your money in a 401k and who picked that and uh, i mean i didn't pick that and so the what are my corporation's 401k manager picked those investment options and how did he pick them why did he get to pick what i'm going to do with my retirement money supposedly so just the 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 fact that you have no real options to to invest the money how you would want to investment invest it based upon your morality based upon your your culture based upon your risk reward tolerance um, just based on a lot of things your expertise you know I know a lot about a f- very few subjects I know a lot of I know a, a little bit about a lot of subjects but a lot about you know very few subjects so maybe I want to in- invest in the things that I know a lot about. But I can't because it's not one of the options in my 401k plan manager. Um, <clears throat> the money is trapped there. During the most expensive time of your life, when you're trying to have children and buy a house and you need cars and diapers and you're, um, you know, you're growing a family. And during that that time, the most expensive time of your life, your money is trapped. Because if you try to take that money out before you're 59 and a half years old, you're going to pay not only the taxes on that money, but you're also going to pay a 10% penalty. Why? Because you dared take your money out of the Ponzi scam of the stock market. Since you dared take your money out of their stock market, they're going to charge you a 10% penalty for no reason. How is that legal? How can they legally charge you a 10% penalty because you took your money out that you that you put in there and you saved it makes no sense to me and is extremely disingenuous and infuriating to me um you know there's no income distributions if i was going to um in 401 k do you ever get it do you need a check for all your investments in your 401k no you don't if i was going to put money in the stock market and leave it there for a long long time i would probably put it in dividend stocks stocks that pay a dividend is what i would i would do with that money because then you have some sort of income and you can reinvest the dividend so that it's then that money that you would have gotten paid is going back into your investment that's fine but at least there's uh some income being uh, generated and to me an asset generates income um and you could just lose all your money it's it's the stock market have we i'm in my lifetime i have seen it crash Some seen it completely crash and you read all the experts whatever that may mean and they all say that it can collapse again any 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 time now it's it's a totally it's a, a huge balloon it's inflated you start looking into the derivatives markets the unfunded derivatives out there of more money than exists on earth And it's all just a house of cards that could collapse, and you can lose your entire savings, everything, and you you have no choice in it. I know. Whenever um, Biden was getting to be president, I moved my money around in my 401k to the safest options I had. You know, I took them out of the the stocks that took it out. I mean, there's really no safe option. They don't give you anything safe. Although I do have a um, guaranteed interest fund in my 401k, but you should only park money in there temporarily. It's like a cash equivalent type thing where you're technically not supposed to lose money at it but you don't gain anything either so you lose money at inflation rate. um but your money is just locked you know your your, your money is on this you can just lose it at any time it's just gone i mean think about i remember sitting in front of a guy who's trying to purchase a house and he was an older gentleman should have already been retired and he was um his uh he uh, but he had to go back to work And now he needed a house because he lost his home. Why did he lose his home? Why was he back to work? It's because his 401k was managed by Enron, and he was a millionaire, and not like a millionaire like he worked in an office. A millionaire as he was out there in the oil rigs, you know, working calloused hands. A true, but he invested all his as much as he could in his maxed out his 401k every year, employer match, but. A lot of his 401k I guess was tied to Enron stock so when Enron collapsed he lost all his money and so now he went from being retired with I think he had like two point something million it's not a uh, a ton of money for for all you wealthy people but for somebody like him and me it was a retirement a nest egg that he did he was going to live the rest of you know maybe he had 10 15 years left in his life he was going to live them out uh, just you know on his house and his little ranch that he had, you know, he had like ten acres, lost it all. Cause uh his uh 401k went away in an instant. All gone. Um and you know the one of the biggest another biggest, another big thing that uh I don't like about 401k's is you can't invest in real estate. I mean maybe well there is no and, and in my four K there's no like like even an ETF or any kind of like fund that's based upon real estate. But real estate is where wealth is built. So if you wanna know how to get wealthy, then it's uh, real estate, that's it. I mean, you just solved it all. You, you now know how, how to generate wealth. You don't have to go to a fancy school. You need to have own real estate. And ultimately you'd like to earn, own uh, income generating real estate, but any real estate really, God's not making too much more of it unless you're, I guess in Hawaii, he's making some there occasionally. But other than that, all the the real estate that, that is, it is, is, and it's it's going in value. I was just talking to somebody today, actually, and she was saying that their starter home that they bought back in the early 2000s, um, bought it for like a dollars $133,000. I want to say it was a Horton, whatever, whoever makes those, a Horton home, <clears throat> something Horton. Anyways, um, it just sold for $700,000. It's just a small starter home. They made no uh, repairs to it, no renovations, nothing. It's just a starter home, just a normal home you would buy when you were starting your life out with a uh, family. And it sold in uh, Austin for like 600000 It's not even in a good neighborhood. Um, <clears throat> that's that's where how you make wealth is, is, is real estate. Now, mortgages and homes is not the, not the greatest investment um generally speaking they're not a good investment but that's how americans generate well uh wealth i guess is through their their equity in their home but you want income um income producing real estate I and mean, that's where you that's how you make that's how you truly build wealth i knew this guy once and he was so dumb i mean you don't you don't ever want to say that about somebody but he was he was dumb could could barely read barely write he was ironically um uh the office you know the office manager and he um you you, you'd send him an email and then he'd come and ask questions about it like did you not it was not a complicated email you just need to read it and he just i think the the manager at the time that we all worked for um just kept him around as a whipping boy because he was so mean to him i mean the guy just took it i mean he was just abusive really to this poor guy. And the guy I mean, the guy was annoying in the fact that he couldn't do anything on his own. He couldn't figure out anything out. He was just really, really dumb. And I remember thinking that so often, like, man, this guy's so dumb. How is he ever gonna get through life? I mean he was he wasn't making anything. They paid like twenty two thousand dollars a year. Twenty four thousand I think is what they paid. So he wasn't making any money he's just a really really dumb guy I, and i have not you know he may be one of the i may be able to count on one hand people i thought all right this person doesn't it's truly a, just a dumb person they just don't have the ability to learn i meet a lot of ignorant people you'd call them stupid but they're they still have the ability to learn they they just haven't you that's why i hate those man on the street things where they go and they they'll show them a picture of you know condoleezza rice or, or alan greenspan and they'll be like well, who's this guy? And they just stand there like, I don't know who that is. And they make fun of them, you know, like uh, Jimmy Kimball and them do that. And then they'll make fun of them because of how stupid they are. They didn't know something. And I'm like, man, that person that you're making fun of knows a thousand things that you don't know. Probably 10,000 things you don't know. They know what a gallon of milk costs. They know which uh, grocery stores have double coupons. They know how to feed a family of four on $20 for a week. That might be a stretch these days but i'm just saying they know things differently in their world that you don't know but you just because they don't know this 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 knowledge that these elites think you should know then they're then they're they're stupid and dumb and we should make fun of them i hate those men on the street i call them stump the chump kind of things where they just want to ask you some stupid question and 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 make fun of you because you don't know it but that's not true. Those people could know. Most of those people could know all those things. It's just not in their life. It's not important to their life. What's important to their life is feeding their families and going to work and, you know, their health and just, just trying to get by in this crazy world. Um, but so anyways, this, this uh, almost lost where I was going with that. But anyways, this, this guy was really dumb. So anyways, he's doing his taxes one day and he can't figure it out. And it's and like, he's like, can you come help me do, do my taxes? And I don't like to do taxes. I'm no a tax expert. I, at that time, I just fall, filed a basic 1040. It's a two page form. It's pretty easy. So anyways, I go in and, um, to, to do help him do his taxes. And I tell you, when I finished with his taxes, I left a very humble person and realized that between the two of us, I was the fricking idiot I was the dumb one and still am. I'm sure he's probably retired now and living the life. You see, he wasn't very bright when it came to, you know, reading comprehension, maybe. You know, he couldn't. He had no reading comprehension. He couldn't learn any new technical things. He couldn't do math very well. But what he could do is home renovation. What he could do was um, collect rents. You get it. He owned things. He took every penny he ever made and he bought properties, cheap, cheap properties too. you know, just whatever it was. And then he, he, he would take those properties and he didn't, he didn't, he, he was, he was broke. I was like, man, this guy's broke. He never has any money because he never took any money out of any of these properties he just reinvested it in them to pay it off the mortgage. Basically, he had tenants at all times paying all his mortgages. And it was a struggle for him because if he lost the tenant, he couldn't pay the mortgage. So there was lots of times he was close to foreclosure. And his credit wasn't good. It, you know, he had a bank that, that understood how he worked, a little mom-and-pop bank, a little, I want to say it was a credit fund, a credit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was a local, it was just a little local bank. I think it only had one or two branches. And so they worked with him. Even though he had a lot of missed payments on his mortgages and stuff, they, they worked with him and he could still get these mortgages. And and when I was doing his taxes, he had multiple properties, including a small apartment complex. The guy was on paper a millionaire, working at a job making twenty-four thousand dollars a year. He had that was he just he didn't have a lot of uh, income, net income. But he had a lot of cash flow going back into those properties. But by now, it's been twenty years. The guy is probably have it all has it all paid off or he's even grown and grown it and he's produced he's produced assets that'll feed his children and his grandchildren so um i went and sat in my office after helping him with his taxes and uh stared at the wall and i never once called him uh i I always treated him differently after that and i was always a little bit more patient with him i mean he's still dumb still had the inability to learn anything in the business world as far as reading uh, any kind of anything at all and understanding what he was reading and and doing anything with it but i'll be working to the day i die and he's probably uh, retired so um i'm the idiot trust me so that's where the the wealth is, is the the wealth is, is in real estate and you have no access to it as a, as a in your 401k so all that money you're saving you think you're saving in retirement Who's really making money off of that? You think it's you? What do you What do you think all that? So all that trillions of dollars that go into um, 401k. What do you? Who's managing it? Well, 401k managers, big hedge fund type people. They're managing trillions of dollars, billions of dollars, whatever it is. What do you think they use your money for? They leverage all that money. They leverage those 401ks to move the market, however they move it with their own money. They it, it, They use your money to make money. That's just the fact um i don't the whole thing is such a scam you know what 401ks well there was something called the pension protection act that um that's when it really 401k really became a thing because 401ks were originally kind of like a small incentive for like stock options or something to give your kind of like that to give your employee a little bit of a tax deferred it's kind of an employer thing uh, and then eventually again, it, it got to where you could opt in as an employee, the IRS changed the tax code and p- employees could start doing it. And then there was this, uh, you know, all the pensions started, um, you know, having issues and then they passed the, 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 the pension protection act. And that, um, that's when 401 case really became a thing. That's when all all these pensions were moved into foreign case. So what they did is they took the liability of your retirement they, they, they took it on, off of all these employers, off all these big trillion dollar companies that get all these bailouts and keep making all these money. Again, I'm not against I hope everybody has a billion dollar company, but I want you to do it uh, honestly without uh, this crony capitalism oligarchy where all the laws are written so that you, you don't you don't have to pay this taxes, you get this break, or you get funded by this, you don't have to pay posters, whatever it may be. It's not real capitalism. It's just government subsidies for these their uh, billionaire friends. So anyways, they these 401k, uh these pensions became 401k. So what they did to you, the American working class, you producers out there is that they transferred the burden of your retirement off of them and put it on you, which I'm not necessarily against. That's kind of the American culture. You you're, you're an individual, you're responsible for yourself. But that but still, they took the that that future of you of being able to you know, put in 20 30 years and retire and live the last few you know last 20 years of your life in luxury and not luxury but well off you know spending time with your family doing what you want they took that burden off of them and then they put it on you and they put it on you in such a way that actually generates income for them because they can make money off of all that as well so that's a huge huge scams. um <clears throat> The, another thing I have against 401ks is, is the fees associated with it. So let's say your, um, your foreign, and just say you make 6% on average return on your 401k. Well, you throw in two to 3% fees with 3% inflation. And nowadays in 3% inflation, is it probably a joke? It's, 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 I don't know if you went out there and seen prices. Hell, I, I think I saw Warren Buffett, a quote from Warren Buffett, start talking about inflation. When one board, when Warren Buffett starts talking about inflation, you know, it's real. Um, so you throw in uh, 3%, which is again a joke these days, throw in three percent inflation with a two or three percent fees. You're, you're just all you're doing is keeping pace. You're, you're not really making money. You're just keeping pace. Inflation is an insidious tax on the poor. It's insidious. and it's something that people don't understand. and it's how so much of your wealth is, your wealth and your future and your children, your grandchildren's future is just stolen from you is through this uh, is through um, inflation so you throw in these fees and then you lock this money away for until you're 60 something years old you know 59 and a half let's say you take it out that moment you're 59 and a half all this money's locked out well another just dire fact i mean just a horrific fact is that it's then it is taxed um at ordinary as ordinary income it's just taxed as income you're like well what does that matter well, it matters because what is your tax rate going to be when you retire? So let's say I try to get my 401k out in 20 years from now. Um, what is the tax rate going to be? You think it's going to go down now that the Democrats uh, are in charge of everything? Don't get me wrong. Republicans are just Democrats going the speed limit. You know, they're just maybe in there. they are the Democrats on the slow, slow lane. But they're, they're, there's the difference between Democrats is just what lane in this progressive highway we are. you know Democrats are in the fast lane and the Republicans are in the, the slow lane, going the speed limit and the Democrats are you know speeding to oblivion. So don't, don't get me wrong when I'm saying that the Dem, but, but the Democrats are known for wanting to raise taxes and the Republicans have the uh, are known for not wanting to raise them. So what's the taxes tax rate when you're gonna be this ordinary income, this long-term investment, it's key there because long-term investment matters when you talk about income and taxes. These long-term investments are going to be taxed at as ordinary income. Let's say you live in a state that has state tax. Well, then it's taxed, state tax-wide, it's state tax as well as normal income. So you're going to pay all these tax. If you're paying, um, you know, now, let's say you're in the 20-something percent tax bracket. Well, by the time that, you might be in the 30 or 40 percent tax bracket. You know, tax brackets in America, in America, have been in the ninety percent range before, and for years—and when, when I say years, I mean decades—the highest tax brackets were in the seventy percent range. So tax brackets have been gigantic. I was talking to this old uh, rich guy that used to work for me, just a workaholic kind of guy, and he was telling me about whenever he was making a lot of money, um, a lot of income, that they would—you could depreciate every you could buy a, do a purchase and depreciate it all in one year so they, they you know when it came close to the end of the year they were buying uh rolls royces and stuff and, and then they just depreciate them all at once they were doing all kinds of things because the tax rate was so high they'd rather just go spend the money um on something and then you know at least they'd have that something that to show for instead of just handing their money away to the federal government so then they would just go spend it on something and then depreciate it because the tax rate was you know for people like him were like 70 percent tax rate which is just imagine that i mean already we work what to may so what is it right about now we're starting to work for ourselves this entire time you've been working for all those people you've seen in the the grocery store who who pulled into a uh, pulled in with a nicer car than you they had a better car than you they have a bunch of children sure whatever but they pull in with a nicer car to you their their basket is full of meat like good meat and name brand stuff and you've got your coupons and you've got the generic um, grocery store hamburger meat and you've got all just generic stuff and just the basics and uh, they whip out their food stamps or whatever they call it these days ebt or whatever their benefit card and they pay for all that and they and they're all able-bodied looking people and they all and they get back in their nicer car than you and they they drive away well, you work until May for that person. You're working until May for them and for all the foreign wars where we, uh, you know, give millions of dollars to Pakistan or something for ginger studies and rebuild uh, some school in, in Afghanistan that'll just get blown up as soon as we leave because that's just how those cultures are. You're not going to go out there and, and put our, our culture, force our way of life on a people that don't want it. It's not going to happen. So you're working to May for all that so what's that tax rate going to be whenever you actually do retire? What's it going to end up being? You have no idea. That's a, that's a huge roll of the dice, one of the biggest negatives. Um, I heard, uh, I don't know if y'all know who Grant Cordone is. I, I like watching his YouTube videos because they're, um, they're funny and he's kind of aggressive. I always find, I always have a problem with people who teach sales. Um, I can sell. Uh, I've been in sales most of my life but I don't like it and I just, I do it. Uh, if I'm forced to do it, it's forced and it's not a, it's not a passion of mine. Um, but, uh, I always kind of suspicious of people who teach sales because if you could, if you can sell, you sell. If you can't sell, you teach selling. I mean, a lot of people I know who, who teach selling, they can't sell. And it's not that they can't sell, they can. And I'm sure Grant is too. And I'm sure he is a hundred percent a badass all the way around. But, um, the people who, um, teach sales they don't have the high tolerance for the repetitive so they may be great salesmen you may be able to throw them into any kind of selling situation and they could outsell you in that situation but I find that they don't have the tolerance for the repetitive and that's what it makes a true great salesman being able to grind it out day in and day out to have to be able to put on that show the, such a great show at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day at the end of the day at the beginning of the week and at the end of the week and at the beginning of the month the end of the month and at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year they just grind it and I'll take a B salesman any day of the week who's willing to grind it out constantly and just put a constant effort into it and that's how I was successful in sales by the way because I don't know if you know this I'm not a very likable person I kind of don't like people and it comes across but I just grinded it I just outworked everybody I just got in front of more people. I knew I couldn't sell as good as the the guy over there who just had a smooth smile and just always the gift for gab. I don't like to talk, which is ironic that I'm doing a podcast, but um, I just outworked them anyway. So back to Grant Cadone. We went off on a side tangent. He said, uh, he said, uh, I heard him say once that the 401k is merely where you kiss your money away for 40 years and hope, hope it's growing, hoping it's growing, hoping it grows up and you know you take people like grant is truly a wealthy person and truly successful in 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 what he does and he knows that the the thing that, that makes money is real estate i've seen some of his videos and i know that he um i know that he really focuses on real estate As a matter of fact i think he rents he doesn't even like to own where he lives he likes to rent where he lives because he doesn't want to waste he doesn't if he owns something he wants it making him income i'm not sure how that mathematically works out because you're you're spending the money anyway, so I'm not sure how that works. I did write down a quote by another guy. This was from uh, James um, Alt, Altucher, A L T U C H E R. He's the guy. I've seen him online, but he's the guy. I think he worked at HBO and like an IT. He started. He didn't I think he left there. Started a comp. Started a little company. He sold something to Salesforce and made a bunch of money. But he also managed a lot of. Um, Hedge funds. He managed mutual funds and hedge funds and stuff, and he knows what he's talking about when it comes to the stock market. And he had said that uh, 401ks are scams. This is another trillion dollar industry that has a lot of money at stake if people stop believing in the mythology bolted to the scam. Then there is revenue sharing between employers and 401k plan managers is this legal yes that was his big thing is that you're giving them your money to manage and the employer the employer is making money off of that money so then you could say they're making money off the employer match so is the employer match really a big deal to them who knows but you know i like to look at people who are successful and kind of steal that's what i always tell new people who are getting in any kind of industry sales industry or whatever is like don't reinvent the wheel look at somebody who's successful and just steal everything they do until you've been in the sales game for a long long time um, you need to not ever think I don't like to, to see um, whenever I was running a sales organization I didn't really necessarily like to hire really independent thinkers who were super super smart Uh, always wanted to analyze everything i wanted the young kid who knew he didn't know anything and just wanted to be told what to do and how to do it those are the ones who always made the most money because they just did what they were told and didn't ask a lot of questions and if you just follow um, a, a good selling system then you can sell Sales has a real negative connotation to it, and it's a lot deserved. But I haven't worked with too many sleazy people, and they just don't last long. People who are dishonest just, just don't last long in in the industries that I've worked in, anyways. They're always um, isolated, found out, and kind of shunned away because nobody wants to. If they're like that with a customer, then they're like that with their employ the employer and also their fellow employees. So they come and go, but they just don't. The problem is, is they come and go and they go somewhere else. And so customers are still running into these sleazeballs. But every successful salesperson I have worked with genuinely wants to do right by the customer. They want to make money and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with making money as a salesperson. But they also generally want to do right uh, by the customer. So um, salespeople have a negative they look at people. I mean, maybe used car sales, but I've never been those or worked with those. Maybe they are all bad people. Who knows? But salespeople um, uh, do have a bad rep, and it's not necessarily deserved. Anyways, back to us Sam. Um, 401ks also cost employers less. That's why uh, they also wanted to switch away from, from, you know, pensions. Pensions could have been a uh, asset to employers. They could have been investing the money wisely and and, but they ended up raiding them all the time, and it was a big deal. But pensions allowed people to work 30 years and then retire and, and, and leave something. You know what it did? It built wealth for the middle class, and that's why it had to go away. And there's nothing that the elites can, the elites who want the progressives want to get rid of more is uh, a middle class, a wealthy middle class, a wealthy middle class. This is extremely important. You got to figure, you got to research this and to understand it. Um, and I've only come to this conclusion recently, a wealthy middle class is a key, is the key to a free people. It is the wealthy middle class. You've got to have an elite, the, in the beginning, you need an elite class who's liberal and not the term that we call liberal, which is leftist, but truly in liberal in that the rights of the individual, right, you know, the bill of rights, basically that type of liberal who believes in that, not the liberal these days who are all leftists and want us all to you know die in communism and socialism um but it, it getting away from pensions to 401k is a great way to prevent the middle class from becoming a little little you know making it making them fund themselves slow down their wealth building there's positives to 401ks i mean i use them so there's definitely uh positives for me um they're easy to use man they are super easy you could literally you could pay i don't but I know every employer I've worked with is given the option to pay your 401k in other words you can you just give you put your money in there and then the 401k say Fidelity um will manage it for you invest it and change the investments as you get older and uh you pay for that privilege for them doing that and I don't do it because you don't you don't make enough you know even with a a eight or nine percent return on your 401k throw in inflation uh, throw in inflation and then all the fees of them managing it added on top of the fees that are in the funds that they're invested in um and and you're just not making any money it's just not um the matching is a huge positive to me i'm i've seen the people who dispute that and i believe them but you know it's just that um it's hard to it's it's hard to turn it's it's the same reason why nobody and nobody understands the cost of all the um quantitative easing and all the bailouts and all it's too far down the road so it's hard to see why um why matching is not a positive because the the why it's not a positive is too far down the road so i think the matching is a positive you're um you know you're 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 reducing a very small amount but you are reducing your tax um burden on the income because it it's 401k generally are pre-tax dollars so it lowers your income a little bit and so you're taxed a little less on your income right now and also the tax the 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 taxes on the let's say you do well in your 401k all that growth taxes are are deferred as well so you're not paying taxes on the um growth of your 401k so that's a that's a huge positive as well um But that's about it. That's all I can think of for positives. You know, let's go back to the negatives. Um, You know, this is where I said earlier that long-term investments is an important phrase because my understanding, my ignorant, limited understanding of uh, investments is long-term investments are generally taxed between zero to 20%. So let's say you invested uh, long-term in the stock market. Let's say you're, you know, you make, maybe you make 200,000 a year. And you're able to invest over the course of a 30-year work life you know you're maybe, you're able to get you know maybe you're able to get two or three million dollars in your 401k are let's say five million so that that five million when you decide to retire is taxed as as if it was an investment would be taxed at zero to twenty percent depending on where it all fell into but as ordinary income it's going to be taxed as ordinary income And again, you have no idea what that's going to be when you retire. That could be a lot. It could be a a huge hit. It could be as much as half of your 401k disappearing in an instant. Now, I know there's lots of um, tax people who are going to argue the semantics of all that. No, it's not. You're going to take out payments and you're going to do this. You're going to do that. And your tax liability is going to be that. Whatever. I don't know. But I have read many of blogs where people have said that, that what i'm saying is is basically accurate unless you get into the fine detail of it all and and hire somebody who really knows what they're doing and and when you've got three hundred thousand dollars in your 401k you're not going to be hiring somebody when you go to retire and the average person by the way uh the average amount of money i thought i had a chart i might not have printed it out that showed how much money was in the average 401ks and it was super super low um you know like 186,000 was your average retirement age person's 401k balance what are you gonna do with that uh two or three no it's nothing it's nothing you're not gonna retire with that you're gonna you're gonna be working still so and it, people are saving but they're not they're not there's not gonna be enough money in a 401k for you to retire for the most of the people unless you're a high earning person you know maybe if you make four or five hundred thousand dollars you can put enough in your 401k over the course of 20 to 30 years that you'll actually have in retirement Let's let's surmise the negatives. Let's sum them up. You know, that money's trapped during the time when you need it. That's a negative. The employer match, you get paid less. So that's kind of a uh, a wash. You know, you get the employer match, but then you're paid less. Probably dollar for dollar. Uh, The vesting is kind of a tricky thing because, you know, maybe they match, but you got to stay there four or five or six years. And they know the average employee only stays for this many years. So there really is no... So they get... So that, that is actually a negative because then they get away with paying you less because they have a match, but they know they're never gonna have to give you the match. They're going to get that money back because the, the, the odds are, is that they're going to get most of that money back because of how often people stay in the jobs and how often they change. It's not income. 401k money you're putting in a 401k is not income. And that's huge. If you were putting it in real estate, you'd be putting it and you'd get income from it. That's a huge negative. Your options being so limited and controlled by people who have no interest in you and do not care about what's going to happen to you and your family and your wealth and your retirement. It's a paper. It's paper money. It's not real. It's it's in the Ponzi scam of the, 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 the stock market that can collapse any second. If you are investing in, a, in a real estate, you have something to go touch. It's a real asset. It's a true asset. It's not a paper asset, not some sort of you know uh, it's like when people buy gold and silver but they buy it uh on the ETFs or something well you don't own gold and silver and if you look at some of the comics blogs and read that you can you can, you know that more silver is bought and sold on paper than exists on earth ever so how is that going to end up being silver silver shorted so much that um it should be worth like a $100 an ounce but but I think I think that it might collapse some of these big banks if they ever let it go true, it's true because it's such a it's such a weird thing that they do or they sell more than exists i don't know i don't understand it but i know it's a it's definitely a scam um the unknown tax rate especially the way this looks like this country's going man that's going to be a huge negative that might wash, that that might wash everything you would have been better off not doing a 401k just on that unknown uh, tax rate all the large and hidden fees i know everybody who i work with lets the 401k manager manage their funds and they make uh, a little bit more than me, I bet, but not when you throw in the fees, the hidden fees that they have to pay for that. So that's a huge one. Um, the law—it's uh, tied to the stock market again. That's a huge negative. The fact that the stock market could collapse any second—it's—and you—you know what? If you ever try—if you ever try to change employers, that can be a huge issue as well. Changing employers. Um, uh, moving the 401k and is it hard? Can you roll it over? Do you have to put it into something else? Can you do your new employer Will your new employer, um, let you roll it into, uh, their thing. It's, it's just, a, that's when it becomes a, a huge burden on you trying to, to navigate. And you, if you do it wrong, you owe the taxes and you owe the penalty and you, it's easy to do it wrong. There is, I saw an article, of this guy, and this explains how uh, insane this is. This guy was for, you know, Hood is, uh, stay away from the Hood app. But anyways, this, they give they were given this guy who had no idea what he was doing, huge amounts of leverage, and he was buying and selling stocks, huge amounts of options, I think, and he was losing money and making money and losing money and making money. But he was doing it really rapidly, and in the end, I think he ended up making over the course of a year, like twenty thousand on on the high side. Like he came out at twenty thousand twenty thousand dollars up. Over the year so to me that's a freaking huge success he made 20 grand in a year on the stock market i've made two thousand dollars in a year in the stock market when i was doing it myself so yeah guy's huge but he was he was doing huge things like he was big money big money and he didn't have he was the, he was the 20 something with no money i don't understand why robin hood would give this guy such huge money to play with anyways there's some weird rule where if you buy and sell assets too quickly, you don't you don't get to write off the losses. Don't go against your earnings. So even though he was selling them at losses and buying them back at, or buying them and selling them at losses and buying them back and just moving it, none of the negatives counted. So only the positives counted, and he was going to owe off that twenty thousand dollars of income he made. He was going to owe like four hundred thousand dollars in taxes. I saw that article and I was like man that says you everything they do not want people um people you know they don't want the middle class middle class they want to get rid of the middle class the progressives want to get rid of the middle class the middle class a wealthy middle class is the most dangerous thing to these these leftists who want to take us down the road of socialism and communism um it's democracy democracy is not a good thing it's not a bad thing but it's not a good thing you can look at a lot of countries that killed a lot of people murdered their own citizens and did a lot of evil things that were democracies uh, there's no difference to me being ruled by a dictator or being ruled by 51 51 percent you get what i mean <clears throat> democracies are not the greatest you need you need a limited democracy or a constitutional republic you need something to limit the power of of the people but uh, middle class is, is a wealthy middle class is what prevents nations from going down that 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 rabbit hole of socialism and communism and leftism the the last thing that i don't uh, that makes me know that 401ks are a scam is wealthy people don't do it wealthy people do not participate in 401ks it's not something that any wealthy person does that tells you everything the wealthy don't do them the wealthy have no interest in 401ks. They recognize them for what they are. I know I'm being a hypocrite because I uh, I do a 401k. I'm right there with y'all. I've got my 10% going into my 6% my 401k and 4% my uh, Roth IRA. Again, the Roth is new. So for a while there it was just 10, all 10% going into my um, 401k, and I am my investments in my 401k are way too conservative. So i'm not making the money i should be making because i don't trust the stock market so uh, i don't have i don't have a high tolerance for risking you know my only cash only asset i have other than my my house but that house is not an asset and i have a mortgage and taxes on it i mean you think you owe something and own a house in in america stop paying taxes see how fast you own it it's another thing they're doing to to destroy the middle class they they tax you to oblivion i pay so much in taxes on this house it's so ridiculous it's and, and for what our public, public education is a, 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 a sad 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 joke it's freaking horrific i can't even i should do a, i should do a podcast on how horrible just in my experiences and what i've seen of the public education is wait, wait a minute did i do one education <clears throat> anyways Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Producing Half podcast where a producer, a worker, just just an average, ordinary American goes through, um, you know, just the things that make America, America, and we try to navigate this crazy world. Again, thank you, and I will see you again soon.